title of the sermon is called Listen to God First. Uh, we still serve a God who still speaks. How many believe that, actually? How many believe that? We serve a God who still speaks. And so I want to look at what that looks like, but especially as, we, uh, as we're in the first. There's power in being in the first thing. It's the first month of the year. It's the first Sunday of the year. And so uh, it's real easy to say, oh, I'm going to put God first in January on your calendar. But it's a whole other thing to put him first in your thinking and in the way that you operate on a daily basis. And so over the next 31 days, we're, we're really looking at, as it's the first month, what are the ways that we just don't put them first in January? We, we just put them first in everything that we do. And I know that's such a cliche thing, but I heard a pastor say once, I'd prefer that you don't put God first, you know, because we do like God first and then family and then our thing or whatever. Uh, you shouldn't put God first he should, be, he should be the first in everything. I mean, it's not just at the top. It's the first in every area. And so um, that's what we want to do is over the next few days, like or next few, you know, this month, what are the ways that God is first aside from just on the calendar or just making it to church, but in our daily life, how can he be first? So let's pray for the word and then we'll jump into it. Um, God, we love you so much. We're so thankful for this word and what you have on our hearts. But we're so thankful for what has already taken place. God, we know that you're alive and you're among us and you, you care about us and that your Holy Spirit empowers us. And so, Lord, I just thank you for everything that's taken place. Lord, I thank you that um, literally the direction of people's futures uh, have already been changed, Lord, through their commitment today. And Lord, we just thank you for it. Uh, help this word go forth and bear good fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. So I always look at, you know, okay, how do we, um, you know, how do we operate? One thing is if, if something is a strength, the enemy is going to do a really good job taking it out. It's actually a really good war strategy. And so if communication is key when you go to war, a lot of times they draw a battle plan. The first thing they try to do is how can we what? Cut out communication because it's a huge deal. And so same thing in our life. If, if communing and prayer with God is so important, if it's a big deal, if how we interact with God uh, in communication is a huge deal, well, how many know that the enemy is going to pencil in the first thing that he does? He's going to try to cloud your ears. He's going to try to keep you busy. He's going to try to keep you blocked by all these things. And so um, our life should be, we listen to God first. But the problem is we spend most of our day and we make our decisions based on what the radio guy says first and what the Facebook article says first. And we're putting together all of our stuff based on these really shallow, if you will. I mean, I'm blown away by some of the Christian perspectives that people have because they, they read some idiot guy's blog on Facebook. And can you say, can we say that? Is that allowed in 2016? Okay, we added the word idiot. I'm allowed to say in 16. No. But how many agree with me? You're just like, what are people doing? Like they're, they're running their lives based on these things that are trickling around on social media. We ought to be getting back to like, what is God saying to you about it? Because we have a speaking God. We have a God. And I'm gonna be really repetitive today. But you have a God who cares to speak to you. He cares to speak to you. And so I thought about it like this. Our God is a speaking God. He uses language. Our God conveys with words. And we'll look about it more often, but he gives verbal form to his will. God's will has been given verbal form. Literally, you can look at the Bible and you can see what's the will of God. Well, look at the Bible. He's literally given his will for your life words because he's a God who speaks and his heart is to speak to us. We see in the very beginning in Genesis, it said that the world was framed by what? By God speaking. 
because God speaks and things happen. It's the same thing. In your life, God can speak to you and things can happen. Amen? Uh, we see that the scripture says about Adam and Eve. Well, maybe God just created the earth with his voice and then that was it after that. No, you see the very first thing with Adam and Eve. It says that it was the voice of God that walked with them in the cool of the garden. The voice of God. God was speaking to Adam and Eve while they lived in the garden. Somebody say amen. So we serve a speaking God, somebody who wants to speak to you. Uh, we know that um, Elijah, it says that he's literally, this is the attributes of God's voice. It says that literally Elijah was in a cave and it said that he heard God's voice, but like a still sp small whisper. So literally God can speak to you in a whisper. God can speak to you in a silent, in a still small voice moment. And then we also see that later we see with John, it said that the voice of God was like the sound of many rushing waters. So when he heard God speak, when he was on the island, it was like a Niagara Falls. It was just this thunderous, it was this booming voice that came to him. But in scripture, do you think the reason that it's in there in so many different ways is because God wants, to see, wants you to see and notice that, you know what, I speak and I care so much about speaking that I can speak to you in all different kinds of ways. Amen? God speaks to us. I thought about the scripture all throughout scripture. It says what? It says, thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. All throughout scripture, it talks about how God speaks. We see that even in scripture, they pointed out that God stopped speaking. They said for 600 years in Malachi, you can read that God stopped speaking. He went silent and because of the things that were going on and, and uh, for 600 years, he stopped speaking. But then you see John the Baptist comes and what was his, what was his poster statement? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, repent. Why? Because he came back on the scene using what? His voice in words. How many agree that God speaks, amen? Yeah. And so we need to be a people that are aware that God speaks to us. You don't gotta go to Facebook. You don't gotta go to the other thing to get you in this next top 10, best-selling 10 ways to improve your whatever. Go to God because we have a God who speaks. Now, some of you say, well, I've never heard. I've never heard. Uh, the audible voice of God. I've never heard the audible voice of God either, but I know when God speaks to me, when it's more like, oh, it, there's a difference between, oh, I just had a thought and like, whoa, God just showed up and spoke something to me, amen? You can sing a song and read a line and go, God is speaking to me in that line, amen? You can be communicating with somebody else and they give you a word of encouragement and you go, hey, I'm glad that you said that to me, but I know that was actually God saying that to me through you, amen? Because God speaks to us. And so don't get all caught up and it's gotta be this audible voice. You can have revelation of what God is saying to you through all different kinds of ways, Amen? And so we see this in John 1, 1. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word, or and the word was with God and the word was God. And then in John, uh, same chapter, you drop down to verse 14. It says that the word became flesh. Literally, God's word became Jesus, dwelt among us because he wants his word to speak to us because God is a God who speaks to us. So don't run to the view and don't run to the whatever else is on at four o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know those shows, but all of these things are going to give you a point to do this thing or whatever. That's not who should be speaking and imparting into your life. Amen. God literally sent his son as the word to speak to you. 
And so he should still be speaking to us. We also know that the gift of the Holy Spirit, we literally see the upper room day where he says, go and gather. I'm gonna give you a gift. And it was a prayer language that was given. Why? Because God wants to speak to us and through us. He literally gave us another layer of the Holy Spirit, amen? Because he's a speaking God. And so I always hear people, this is where I get kind of real on it. Because I hear some people, uh, they come to me and they say, I've been praying. I'm sorry if I walk out of the light. We don't have our stage and all that stuff, so it is what it is. But um, So they say, uh, they say I've, you know, I was praying. You know, I was praying, and, uh, and uh, I just, I was telling God, telling God, telling God, telling God. And then I thought, and then I thought, and then I thought, and then I was telling God some more, and then I thought more and more. And it sounds like their prayer actually has a lot more to do with them telling themselves than listening to God. So you have, you have one kind of extreme over here when it comes to communing with God. It's people who actually, they just come with their list and they just tell God what they want and the exchange is all about them. But then you have the other side of the ditch that it's like everything they do, they hear from God. Now that's good because even Jesus was like, hey, I don't do anything unless my father instructs me to do it. But then some people, they talk about how they hear from God, like literally like, I was just driving around and just felt the Lord told me for, for two days to drive my car round and round. And then I came to a place and gas was a penny cheaper there. I just know the Lord told me to go there. He spoke to me. Well, you drove around for two days. You wasted the penny in the gas. You know, I'm exaggerating. But how I many you know, people do that? It's like, oh, let me tell you about the favor on my life. I was at the grocery store and I was praying, God, give me good parking. And sure enough, three spots in, I got three spots in parking. So what else has God done? And you're like, well, that's about it. Really? It's like, it's the only way God is moving on your behalf is like parking spaces. <laughs> Maybe we should be listening to some things other than like some of the stuff that we can, God wants to speak to us. So we can't be in the ditch of we're always telling God what to do, but we can't be in the other ditch either of God only wants to speak to us on all these little things that we want to get. Oh, God wants to speak to you significant things and he's done it all throughout scripture with people and he still does it in your life, amen? We need to spend more time listening. We all know that's why God gave us two ears is because we're, need, we're supposed, we're called to be more hearers than we are speakers. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Matthew eleven fifteen. This is the New Living Translation. It says, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. We hear, uh, if you have the ear to hear, let him hear. But the New Living Translation of it says, if anyone with ears to hear, you should listen and understand. That's Matthew eleven fifteen. And so what it's saying here, it didn't say let him who has a mouth really talk and let him really say. And there's times that we use our words, obviously. But it's saying, hey, be a person that you're listening and you understand and you go with what God is leading you in, amen? Especially in the new year. So I pick up this story where it's insane about God speaking. And uh, a few more minutes here, but let's pick up the story in Genesis 22. It's the story, and I won't get into all the reading of it, but it's the story where God instructs Abraham to take Isaac and bring him up the mountain to, to sacrifice him. And so literally, he says, take your son who you love. And so he's literally taking his son. Now, a lot of times we think about it or you see a picture and it's like a little, little kid. And that doesn't take away from how hard that would be. 
but it would be a little bit easier if he was little because he wouldn't have had an intelligent conversation with him over these few days. But they say he was somewhere between 17 and 19 years old. And so here he is following the word of God to take his son and they get all the stuff and they bundle it up. And he says, come on, son, God told me, you know, we're going to go make a sacrifice. And you have to imagine over these couple of days that he's going, hey, so what do we do? And I see we got the stuff. And if you read in scripture, you see that. And so here's just this incredible call. God spoke to him and he's being obedient about it. And he says, go up there. But here's what's interesting about the story. He says, and this applies to all of us. He says, I want you to go do this. And then he says, if you read it in Genesis 22, he says, I will instruct you when you get there. This was awesome to me, especially as you try to walk in faith and, and, and just grow things. And you're just always looking for more in God. He says, take him, go there, and I'll instruct you as you get there. Now, here would be my example. And here's where we get way off as Christians. This is where we miss what God has for us. It would be like if I said this, hey, Andy, uh, I need you, because across the hallway here is a cafe that they have open throughout the week. Hey, I need you to go there. I need you to go in the cafe, and I need you to make us some lattes, they got these great espresso machines and make a latte or whatever it is. Uh, I need you to go there. But when you get there, um, I'll instruct you how to do it because he doesn't know how to make a latte and we don't know how the machine works. And so, so you go in there and when you get there, I'll instruct you. The problem for us as Christians, what we do is we got, you maybe heard from God. God instructed you and you heard from him. And then that's it. You hear from him one time and you run to the thing and you start doing it all by yourself, right? God gives it, you stop listening. Oh, God spoke to you this thing and you run and you start doing it all by yourself. Instead of trusting God and not leaning on your own understanding and your own way to figure it out and your own way to push it through and make it happen, somebody say amen. We try to do it all by ourselves. So we get the coffee and I don't know how much to use and we're doing the steamer and we're burning ourselves and we make this huge mess. Why? Because we didn't live in a place where we had an ear to continually hear the instructions that he has for us. Somebody say amen. My favorite thing that people pray for me is... Let him be sensitive to the word of God or to, to what God is speaking. Just go. And so all the time people will come and say, oh, we just pray that you really follow what God says to you. So we'll have plans and we'll throw plans away because all along the journey, when God says, hey, do this, but I'll instruct you when you get there, we don't go get there and then do it all by ourselves. We're constantly trying to listen to what God is speaking. You will save yourself a lot of heartache if all along the way you're continually listening to God. Amen. So that's what he does. He goes there. And the problem for us, and, and this is a good write it down and think about it. We are always waiting for the script from God, but God usually only speaks in chapters or scenes, if you will, if we're gonna use the script thing. God has called you to do something and you're considering saying yes to it, but you wanna read the whole script first before you move. I'm gonna need to see the end of this before I say yes to this, before I use my faith, I, I'm gonna need to see the end of this. But God usually just reveals the scenes or the chapters and speaks to you along the way. Why? Because then you're dependent on him instead of doing it your own way, amen? If you wanna save yourself from heartache this year, and we will as a church strive to do this, let's be people who pay attention to what God is speaking along the way instead of what we're trying to just accomplish in our own works, amen? I thought about it like this, the children of Israel they were the people who just wanted to see the end of the script. 
All along, God is blessing them. They're walking in the wilderness and and God is blessing them and they have miracle provision and everything is going for them, but they're getting murmuring and complaining and dissatisfied. Why? Because they're more interested in where they think they should be than interested in being just in tune with God and the miracle that he has them in right now. Somebody say amen. So we need to be a people in tune with what God has for us. Listen, if you have to have all the facts, then you don't need faith, right? I'll close with this, if, if we can close. If you have to have all the facts before you do anything, then faith isn't required of you. You just, you just know what it is. You know how it's gonna work. You have the X, Y, Z. Now we believe that God that you make plans and God ordains the steps and he's with us all, we get that. It's important to plan and structure and all that. That's huge. But it doesn't come before being people who listen for God to speak to us. You know when God is speaking to you. People get so caught up in, I don't know how to hear, I don't know how to. You know the nudges. You know the promptings. You know, follow them. Make sure it lines up with scripture, but, but just know and trust that you have those words. I thought about this. He says to him, okay, they get to the mountain. He says, hey, here's what you're gonna need to do. You need to leave your servants behind. You and your son, you need to go up on your own. So you need to leave your servants behind and you need to go up on your own. Why did he say that? Because often we like it for somebody else to hear for us. We like the pastor to get the word. And so if we keep a lot of people around us, maybe they'll hear and tell us what to do. Or maybe in in the church is a place where you hear from God and a pastor is a person who can speak into your life and give you a word. But if you're depending on the church or the pastor or the devotional book or all that to be your relationship with God, then you've missed it by a mile. God wants relationship with you, not ritual with you. Amen? And so for you, for us, for all of us, there comes a season when you're stepping into your destiny and your calling. Where it gets dark. Did we crash or is that? Okay, there we go. That really wasn't playing. Some of you thought that was like a skit. (laughs) I should have just made it work. We all get in seasons of our life where you're pursuing your, your destiny and you're pushing forward and all of a sudden you find loneliness. He's like, oh man, we, you know, looking around like there's been some people left down the mountain. That's Okay. That's okay because it helps you hear from God instead of trusting on somebody else to get the word for you. I'll prove it right here. The closer you get to your assignment, the smaller the crowd gets. Paul wrote most of the epistles when he was alone in jail. John on the island uh, wrote the book of Revelation by himself. Jesus was alone in the garden when the scripture says he won the battle over the flesh, right? He went and did it on his own. We know Elijah, I just mentioned it earlier, was in in the cave, He was in the cave when he heard the still small voice. (laughs) So don't listen to the world. This is like, oh, you're in high school. You should party. You should be drinking. You should be sleeping around. What does God say to you about your life? Oh, we're in college and we should do this and we should do that. What's God saying? Hear that and trust that and know that he speaks to you even now. Oh, I'm, I'm dissatisfied in my marriage and I don't know how we'll make it out. I don't know how we'll ever fix it. So why don't we just be like the other person and give up on it? No, what does God say to you about your marriage? 
What did he say to you about the beginning of the marriage? What did he say about your, all those things? Stop listening to what every scenario around you says and start listening to what God says. Amen? Because here's what happens. Abraham raises the knife to kill his son and his future. He's getting ready to do it and God stops. He says, no, speaks and says, stop, 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 stop. Stops and he speaks a new word. Abraham was following the word of God. And when he was following the word of God, God stops him and gives him a new word because this is what's important in our life. The scripture says this in Matthew 4, we're not to live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Because God is a person who continually speaks and continually speaks and continually speaks. Why? Because God is not interested. God wasn't interested in his son. He was interested in his ear. Because if God has your ear, I believe he has your heart. Because you listen to people that you love. You listen to people that you love, right? And if you're giving God your ear, it's because he has your heart. This year, our prayer needs to be, God, I want to hear you. I want you to have my heart through my ears. Amen? So here's the deal with this. You will kill your future living on yesterday's word. That's what Abraham would have done. His word from days ago, he was about to kill his future, but he had an ear tuned into what God was saying now. He would have missed and forfeited his destiny if he hung on to the things of the past. You need God speaking to you continually or as it proceeds out of his mouth. Amen? So it's important for us. That's why prayer, that's why our 31-day devotional, that's why all of these things, because you kill your dream when you let your life go deaf to the voice of God. You kill your dreams when you let your life go deaf to the voice of God. We need to be people who are hearing and experiencing. That's why your prayer journal says, what am I experiencing today? What am I praying for today? Why? Because we gotta be a people who listen. And then I love this. Immediately after he follows the word, immediately after he's obedient to the word that proceeded from the mouth of God, they look over and there's a ram tangled up in the, in the bush. There's a ram tangled up. It's all caught up. It's all bound for them to be the new sacrifice. Why? Because listen, God has all the provision that you need tied up. We just have to be in a position to hear. God has all the provision that you need already tied up if you be a person who's just willing to hear. What does your marriage need to break through? What does your job need to break through? What does your kids and all of it, what do those need to break through? You just have to be a person willing to hear because God's already got it tied up, amen? It's the first time in scripture that they say about God that his name is Jehovah Jireh. Oh, I could totally bust Vanessa right now and I should. I have time, I should. Uh, You're lucky we're at altar call. I'm saying it anyway. So Vanessa's our children's director and she's pregnant. And uh, so she's got pregnancy brain. And we ordered some things um, for the children's ministry and they didn't all come in. And so she's looking in a closet for like these sticky fish or something. And I go, hey, let me let you know they didn't come in. And she's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, we might have some in here still. Uh, she's like, we might still have some in here. And I said, okay. Yeah, she goes, yeah, you know, we might have leftover because we did a teaching on when like Jesus did some stuff. It's like, that was like her answer. Like there's something in here from that one time when Jesus did some stuff. <laughs> it's like, and I tried to let it go. I really did try to not get on her about it. But then I went in her office and I took her keys away. I was like, Ryan, you're driving your wife home because this is not, 
safe anymore. <laughs> anyway, bunny trail. It's the first time in scripture that he said, we heard about God, that his character is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Because somebody listened to a now word. They weren't clouded with all the things of the world and climbing the ladder and doing all the things. He was tuned into a God who speaks to him, which allowed God to be the person who provides for him. Somebody say amen. I just want to let you know about God. Jehovah Jireh being a provider. Sorry, I'm in this legacy stuff, so it's got me all messed up. So I'm just like sharing with you what I'm real about. This is what I've learned. Jehovah Jireh, God, our provider, it's not what he aims to do. It's literally who he is. A lot of times we think like, man, I hope God can make it happen and be a provider this time. Maybe this time he'll get it right and he'll show up on our behalf No, if we're listening and we're in tune and we're walking with him, it rubs off on you. It's because that literally is who he is. It's what he does. He's our provider. If we are people who are willing to hear, amen? And so my prayer for us as a church going forward as we close, I just pray that we are the church with the biggest ears, amen? You got a pastor who's got pretty big ears. So I think it's just like a mantle on our church. Amen. Uh, But let it be our prayer in 2016 that we just be the church with the biggest ears, the ears to hear, not what we want to hear, not how we want to hear it, not how we think it should be heard, but what God is saying, the words that are proceeding from his mouth for our life. Amen. Won't you stand to your feet? Why don't you all bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm gonna take just a few more minutes before we end. But with everybody's head bowed and their eyes closed, if you're in here this morning and you say, man, Pastor Josh, I hear what you're saying and I would love to start on that journey with God about hearing from him and interacting and I don't wanna forfeit my future. I don't wanna um, give up my dreams because I'm living in the past or I'm living in the way that I used to live. If you're here and you wanna make a life change today, what a perfect Sunday the first of the year, to commit your life to Christ. That doesn't mean you're gonna take a class. That doesn't mean you're gonna come forward, nothing like that. What I'm gonna do is if right where you are, if you say today, I wanna become a Christian, I I wanna make my life right with God, with nobody looking around just between me and you, all I'm gonna ask you to do is when I count to three, raise your hand. And the Bible says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Christ from the dead, then that is your salvation. You're acknowledging him as, as God, as Lord as your life, of your life and your savior. So if that's you, again, no class, no big thing you have to do right where you are, we'll all pray together that prayer. Some people call it the sinner's prayer. Some people call it the prayer of salvation. All that matters is that your heart and your words are speaking back to God. God, I believe in you and I'm ready for you to help me change. So with nobody looking around, if you're in here this morning and that's you, you wanna pray that prayer with all of us together. If that's you on three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Anybody in here? I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Cool. All right. Don't miss a moment. I'm gonna give you a second. Anybody else? Just put your hand up where I can see it. Yeah, yeah. I see that hand. Cool. All right. 
if you didn't have the boldness to raise your hand, I promise you, it still works. When we pray this prayer, if you just believe it in your heart, you'll see life change. You'll, you'll have what we're talking about, new life. So as we all pray this out together, even if you didn't raise your hand, pray it. But those of you that raised your hand, make sure you pray it. Let's pray this. Say, God, today I choose you to be my Lord and Savior. Help me to walk with you all the days of my life. Forgive me of my sins and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody say amen.